Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Thanks for tuning in again. Appreciate it. Another pod down here in the studio. Uh, but Jack joined me remotely tonight, and him and I chatted a little bit about some MLW news, uh, MLW hat news, important stuff, cool stuff we talked about real quick. Big trade that was announced today on Instagram. Him and I got into that a little bit and just scratched the surface. We'll go more into detail on that next week. And then Jack also took a vacation to Boston this weekend. It was Easter weekend. Happy Easter, everybody. And uh, so we talked a little bit about that as well and just our personal lives. So good intro there. And then we were later joined by Sawyer Bean and Drew Davis, two Cobras, and uh, caught up with both of those guys as well. So good episode, exciting stuff. And this is the Pipe It Up podcast. Cue the intro. Oh, Jack, welcome back to the pod. Good to see you Woo-hoo. virtually. Back again, back baby. Virtually. Back again, back at it 24-7. I can promise all you guys that nobody right now in the YouTube business is working harder than MLW with a wall, <laughs> including our uh, counterparts and affiliates like Jack Agner, who's like not a part of the massive picture like Kyle and I are, but Jack still plays a big role, and he's getting work to the bone, I feel like, lately for his extracurricular work like the pod. I wouldn't say work to the bone. I mean, I just, you know, it's, I enjoy helping out and I enjoy being a part of it. So yeah, it is, I guess like work, but it's enjoyable work at that. I have, yeah, go go ahead. ahead. Oh, gotta love being virtual again, right? (laughs) (laughs) Gotta love those hiccups. Here we go. Um, Working out the kinks. But yeah, I was bothering Jack. Jack was in Boston. I want to hear about your trip, but I was bothering Jack about a variety of things regarding the podcast as well as uh, the draft video actually. So um, I felt bad, but how was Boston, Jack? It was great. Um, my wife and I traveled back this weekend, took advantage of having Friday off work and uh, went and saw some old friends on the East Coast, um, hung out in Boston on Friday. Long day. Our flight left at seven in the morning. Um, so that was a long day, but it was super fun. And then took the train to Providence on Saturday to watch the dogs, watch the Bryant Bulldogs um, beat up on some beat up on some uh some great danes of albany and uh <laughs> yeah it was cool to see you know some of my friends who are still on the team catch up with those guys um my wife got to see some of her you know old friends too and and catch up so it was a it was a it was a fun exciting weekend that i am still uh recovering from sleep wise as how i will describe it um, i know i have i have not been getting enough sleep either um, a couple times though, I've like really been disciplined and like, okay, 10 30 phone off. I got to get to bed so I can be up at six 30, but, um, I had a good weekend too. Easter Sunday for those who celebrate happy Easter. Yep. Um, so it was good to see the fam. I hadn't seen my family in a little while. It was good to just force myself to get away from MLW for a second. Um, so I enjoyed my weekend and I had a delicious brunch yesterday, consumed a salad, 5,000 calories had to have Jack. <laughs> I mean, I, ate, I ate so much food, but man, was it good. And you just can't beat a buffet. Even if the buffet food's like mediocre, there's something about a buffet just because of it's unlimited and it doesn't affect oh, your yeah. wallet the more you eat. It's just incredible. You got to get your money's worth. You got to get your you money's worth. You absolutely got to get, in this case, your parents' money's worth because I didn't right. pay for the family brunch. But wow, what, what, a, what a Sunday it was. <laughs> and uh, once again, it was good to see the fam. But yeah, I enjoyed that. But outside of our personal lives, definitely been an exciting week. Um, to circle back to our conversation last week, guys, yes, round of applause. We did pull off the big pod <laughs> after a lot of drama and a lot of hoops we had to jump through to make it happen, which I'll tell the full story after you guys see it. But 
Oh yeah, you made it happen, and uh, I can definitely, th- I definitely think, in my opinion, it was successful. Jack, how you feeling about it? I know you haven't like yeah. seen the footage like I have, but I know you experienced it. So yeah, Tom, Tom sent me. Um, I mean, I did experience it. I think I blacked out for most of it, <laughs> but uh, no, Tom sent me, you know, some clips, some sample clips. I think you guys are gonna be um, thrilled with this, with this video, with this podcast because. Um, I know, I know I am just from the experience and I hadn't got to do, uh, you know, a bigger podcast like this with pipe it Mm -hmm. up yet. You know, you guys had the opportunity to, uh, to interview the, we got ice guys. And, Mm -hmm. and that was something really cool that, um, you know, unfortunately it just didn't work out for me to be a part of. And so I was super excited for this one and I thought it couldn't have went any better. So I'm excited for you guys to see all the footage. Yeah, I agree. And it was good having you at my side, Jack. I missed you for the We Got Ice one. It was super exciting to do the We Got Ice thing. And obviously, you were getting married. So yeah. I wasn't like bummed you couldn't make it or anything. Oh, but yeah, I was no. like, dang, I wish it would have worked out where Jack could have been here too. Just because you put in the hours week after week. And I've, and our chemistry gets better and better. And, and uh, luckily, Kyle and I did a great job at that one, I thought. Um, you guys yeah, definitely it was, it was, did. It was, it was great to have you for this one. And uh, can't wait for you fans to see it. So May 2nd, market calendars. I also don't know if I said this officially yet, but... I guess I'll say it now so I can hold myself to it. But so May 2nd is going to launch the video podcast of this big interview we've been teasing. Then, so that's a Tuesday. It's going to be a 4 p.m. drop on the Pipe It Up YouTube channel. Subscribe if you haven't already. Subscribe. After that, every single Tuesday at 4 p.m., you're going to be getting a video podcast. So big commitment. and um, But we got to do it. It's, just, it's, just, it's, it's what it takes nowadays to get a podcast to uh, really be successful and to get a loyal following. So... Um, yeah, every Tuesday, 4 p.m. starting May 2nd, it's going to be a video podcast on the Pipe It Up YouTube channel. It's only going to be a full-scale production for the bigger guests, guys. When it's just Jack and I or some MLW guys doing an internal thing here at the Pipe It Up studio, not going to be a full-scale video production with all of our cameras and stuff like that. But um, for the big guests, that's what it'll be. And um, I guess we'll cross that bridge when we get there and have to like have a big guest on and, and rock the edit in a week. I don't know. I'll get better and better as time goes. But yeah, this time I gave myself some leeway. Smart. I think that was a good decision. I think that was wise. I think that was wise. Yeah. So so we can take our time, (laughs) learn, and get better and faster and faster. So big things coming for the podcast. I know you guys are also all itching to see the studio. Jack saw the studio in person for the first time last week when he was here for that podcast. And uh, rad. Just it'll come. You guys are going to see the studio, of course. I'll give you a full tour. We'll go live on Instagram if you want. But you'll you'll see it throughout the snippets in the next month in our little iPhone video clips, but then you'll see the full studio for this big video podcast. So wanted to keep you guys in the loop on that. Outside of the podcast, Jack, um, real quick, let's just address the trade that went live tonight that was announced. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Magic Mallard's flipping draft picks. I know people want to hear about that, right? They probably want to hear about it right now. Yeah. But I think it's in our best interest. Let's just wait till the draft goes live on YouTube Friday, right? So the draft mm-hmm. video is this Friday, 4 p.m. on the MLW channel. Then you're going to see who Jack selects at number one and who I get now at number two. And once all that's out there on the table for everyone to see, then you and I can have a conversation for everyone to hear about the draft and the trade. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that makes sense. I've I've already been, you know, swiping through the comments on the post. I know a lot of people, I you know, feel like they need an explanation for the trade from both sides. So, you know, we're not ignoring that. We're going to give you guys that. We just want to wait till till oh, after yeah. that draft's there's done, actually, a little bit more context. There's actually not as much uproar as I thought there'd be, Jack. There's a lot of people that are loving the trade. 
I thought yeah. I was going to just get land based in my DMs right away, and I, <laughs> and I once again I'll, I'll have my defense ready for next week. I already have it ready, but um, it'll all work out, guys. I got a lot of faith in my my mailers and the squad I put together, and um, I think it worked out for Jack too. So win win. Talk about it next week. Other exciting news, Jack. You don't know this yet, but I don't even know if I want to say this. I, I'll say it. I have hats, Jack. Hats are here. Really, oh, the team hats. If you want, I can oh run out. My. I'll show you on. The fans are going to hate this because they can't oh see them yet. Maybe me. at the end of the pod today, I'll bring them out one by one, and we'll put a little video clip on Instagram for the Pipe It Up followers to see them first. Oh, but my we want to we want to make sure that this is a really professional rollout. Like we're going to study lids and forty seven brand and all the other Instagram ads you see for hats. I'm sure like I do, like Culture Kings and those other companies. Um, oh, we're yeah. going to make a real professional photo shoot and and give these hats a proper rollout. So I don't want to them disservice and just kind of hold them in front of my iPhone here in tonight's podcast, but I will for the fans. I know they want to see them and they're incredible guys. Shout out, not sponsored dome headwear. We made the right choice. Really happy with these hats and um, they're, they're, they're awesome. Jack, I'll show you at the end. All right, cool. So they're here. They're in the, they're at the MLW lab. We're getting the inventory. We got 432 hats sitting in our garage right now. Wow. See how quickly we burn through those and have to order more. But yeah. Wow. It's not as many boxes as you'd think. It's like 10 boxes. So those are already hats that have been that have been purchased? No. So the I give you guys some inside scoop here. Um we did the pre-order to try to gauge like how much inventory we're going to need, if that uh-huh. makes sense. So we we didn't want to because this is a product that we have to have inventory of. Like we, we didn't have the print to order option to get the quality that we wanted for these hats. Like I mm-hmm. wanted these to be like a new era hat, you know, like a, like a on field MLB cap. Right. So in order to get that kind of quality, you have to buy bulk. You can't really do a print to order service. Like a lot of our MLW merch is. So to try to gauge how much we should invest into this and how much we should buy, we hosted that pre-order to try to gauge the interest and to see what the size tendencies were, what teams were, um, in more demand than others, that makes sense. So, gotcha. for example, we ordered because of the way the pre-order went. Like m- the sizes we ordered the most of were like medium, large, and large, extra large, based on the stretch fit sizes, as well as the Diamondbacks sold the most in the pre-order. So we ordered more Diamondbacks hats than we did Magic hats. Sorry, Jack. Um, oh, that's okay. But everybody did sell hats in the pre-order. No team got skunked. So nice. that was, that's kind of good to see. And I want on record that the Magic did sell the first hat. You guys had the yes, first hat sale. We ever. talked about that. We, <laughs> we talked did. about that. That's we big. Did. So, yeah, the hats are here at the lab. And um, for those of you that did pre-order, um, I know they're here. Don't get too anxious. I'll, we gotta, I got to order shipping supplies. I got to make sure everything looks perfect for them to be shipped out. So our initial promise to you guys when you made the purchase was the first week of May. You might get them a week early. We'll see. A lot on our plate, as you can kind of tell. But um, first week of May, at the, at the latest, you'll have them for the pre-order. For those of you who didn't order a hat yet and want one, they'll be on the merch site for opening day. So cool stuff. Heck yeah. Heck yeah, dude. I'm so pumped for those hats. And, oh, I was nervous to get them because I am so picky when it comes to hats. Hence why this kind of took a long time to take to, to make happen. But the stitch quality is just absolutely A1. The fit is good. They're, a, they're called what's a, a Versa style hat. So you can... Curve it, it'll look fine. You can wear it more flat, and it'll look fine. It's you know, it's, it's versatile, and so yeah, I'm, I'm just thrilled. Uh, none of the designs came back like with anything incorrect. That was also a concern because I sent back and forth so many different revisions from what the company was giving me. So mm-hmm. they probably hate me because I was so picky with some of the <laughs> stuff. But um, their customer service was great. Once again, this is Dome Headwear. Shout out to them. And uh, 
yeah, so they turned out great, and I'm so excited. Right on, dude. Can't wait to see them. But tonight, um, we are supposed to be joined by Sawyer Bean and Drew Davis here in a moment. We'll wait for them to join the meeting. But, Jack, we had the new video release that we've been talking about on the MLW channel with the uh, the GQ segment, the yes, Wired sir. segment, and the Hot Ones segment. What do you think? First thoughts. Well, first off, I'll say I think um, once again, Kyle has kind of put out a video that is unlike anything else that's been done before on the channel, uh, which I thought was really cool. While also, you know, like he talked about before, trying to bring more of the personalities of the league to the fans, which I think you guys really enjoy and, and obviously is a big part of, you know, why our fans connect with MLW is because of the personalities. So that was really cool to see. I also just thought like how the video bounced around so much was super refreshing. Like it was, it wasn't that long of a video, but it felt a lot longer to mm-hmm. me. Um, and it's like all, it's all things you've like seen before uh, online, you know, like the, the GQ thing with Alec and the, uh, um, the wired, you know, whatever's most searched or yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatnot you know what i'm saying and and hot ones obviously like be hot ones is really popular and and uh, i've seen that show a bunch of times and i just i don't know i thought it was so cool like seeing that applied to mlw all those three different things and wardo is cracking me up man i <laughs> he's just, he's so like i i've been you know you guys have heard me say so many times that i've been friends with alec forever and like I think I probably could have picked like at least six of of the seven or or maybe six or seven of the 10 things that he picked. <laughs> like I could have picked them for him because I knew he was going to pick it. But yeah, dude, I, I really liked the video. What do you think, Tom? Yeah, I enjoyed it too. And I think Alec was a fan favorite. I think a lot of people enjoyed the Alec essentials piece. And I think they want to see more of that from more of our players. So I don't know how we'll go about doing that, but we'll try yeah. to give you guys more of that kind of content. But let me just give Alex some props because, as you guys saw in the famous blooper reel from this year's award show, uh, he really struggled in front of the camera for that for that video. This time, he came up to our house, and he was prepared. He was one-taking everything. Like I really? felt like I was sitting in a room for a real celebrity GQ interview. He did such a good job. Unfortunately, uh, we were dealing with a bad old equipment when it came to audio, so we had a bad mic on for like half of that. We had to redo a bunch of those takes. But oh he did God. so good, and we already ordered a new mic, so problem solved. But, yeah, he did such a good job, and he killed it. And I thought, like like you said, what, there was not a better candidate for that segment, for that video, just because Alec has so many kind of interesting and weird hobbies outside of wiffle ball, like yeah. Rubik's Cubing, yo-yoing, and gaming, and all that kind of stuff, as well as just his more mature side, too, like talking about his rosary and the meaning behind the wiffle ball of the perseverance and that kind of stuff and his health and fitness and everything was just like perfect. It was such a well-rounded group of items that I think it was just a great display of how a lot of the guys in our league are just, you know, good people. You know what I mean? So I think Alec absolutely killed that. And yeah. then, yeah, the GQ thing was cool. I think it was the perfect clickbait of the thumbnail. Like how much do MLW players get paid? Cause we get that comment all the time. Yep. So that was right there in the thumbnail for you guys to see. And Kyle and Jim did a good job. That was probably the easiest one to film. Yeah. They did a great job. Tries. They did a great job bouncing off of each other. I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jim's a funny guy. Jim's a funny guy. And Naturally. then the hot ones, 
thing with Drew was uh, interesting. I don't know how you guys <laughs> perceived it. And, of course, you only saw bits and pieces of it, but uh, I don't know how I got wrapped into doing that, to be honest. It was my stupid idea to do that for a video. And the fact that I had to eat the hot sauce was terrible. And here's an Easter egg for you guys. And I knew this was going to happen, too, and it was just we couldn't do anything about it. But So just due to a lack of resources, we only have so many cameras, right? So we didn't have, like, a full nice HD camera pointed at me the entire time for that shot. Um, and so when you see me in the intro, like, what's going on, everyone? From from MLW Wiffleball, I'm Tommy Coughlin, and you're watching Hot Ones, or whatever I said there. If you watch back that video, guys, watch it again, you'll notice my lips are bright red because oh, yeah. that was shot after I actually, even though it's the beginning okay, of the video, that it's makes supposed sense to be beforehand. Now. I, that was shot after I'd already eaten the hot sauce. So then when it, the next camera angle where I look to the right and do the little Sean Evans side eye thing, that was actually shot before the wing. And you'll see my face is significantly more pale because I hadn't eaten the hot wing yet. So I thought that was really funny. And it's kind of a funny Easter egg. If you guys go watch back, you'll definitely notice now because there's like a red. Looks like I haven't worn chapstick all winter because there's a oh giant my. red ring around my lips. I don't want to talk about the hot sauce too much or that segment until Drew joins the call here. I don't think those two have the Zoom link. Probably they haven't joined yet. But, um, yeah, we'll get into details of it with Drew. When, uh, when he hops on. But overall, good video, good feedback. Um, any other thoughts you had, Jack, before we get those other guys in the call? I just got to say, that's just that's so funny that you said that because, I mean, no no offense to you, Tom, here. We're friends. My just my honest thought was when, when that clip popped up, I was like, we couldn't have got a better, a better <laughs> vi- like video of Tom here. Like, this is his opening in, in, in this video right now. Like we couldn't get a better one. Like we got all these cameras, all these lights oh, and like, man. that's what we were presenting. And then, uh, yeah, but, but I could see throughout the video, like how much redder your lips were getting. Oh, and gotcha. so now that just makes perfect sense. Like that you guys actually shot that after. And that's so funny to me. All right. The Cobes are in Sawyer and Drew Davis are joining us now. Thanks fellas for joining. I do appreciate it on this fine, beautiful day today. So thanks for getting on the pod. Yeah, no problem, man. So welcome. Oh, thanks, Drew. Um, Sawyer, it's been a while. I don't think you've been on the pod probably since the fall at the earliest, maybe. Might have even been mid-season. I don't remember. But uh, It has been a really long time. Yeah. How, how you been? Yeah. What, do you, what have you been up to? Uh, hockey's over. Uh, that, was, that was the biggest thing that happened. Um, got a new job and really close to graduating. What's the new job? It's uh, I'm working in a sub shop now. It's called J Dub Subs. Oh, okay. What kind of, is this like a is this a chain or is this a local shop? It's like so. There's one in uh, Caledonia, like where my school is, and then there's one in like Portland, Michigan. Okay, so just but a couple. It's like family owned. Yeah. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. It's good to hear from you, Sawyer. Um, but I do want to talk to Drew first because Jack and I were just talking about that video, Drew, and. Uh, Let's talk about the hot ones thing. If you're mentally prepared to talk about it. I'll try my best. <laughs> it's been a couple <laughs> weeks now. I think, I think we can handle the conversation, but let's just go beforehand. I mean, we knew what we were getting into, but what were your actual expectations for that, for that segment before you started? I expected them all to taste like bad, like not necessarily like all of them to be like super, super hot, but all of them to like taste bad. But, like, I actually enjoyed the first one. 
not like that I would do it again because it was like too hot, but like I didn't mind the taste of the first one. Second one was deplorable, and the third one, like literally, is a crime to humanity. <laughs> had you had you had you seen that show before, Drew? Are you a Hot Ones fan? I'd seen it like once. Like I've seen, obviously, I've seen the video of like the viral video of Shaq going around where where he's like coughing <laughs> up and stuff like that. But like, what you don't expect is for it to last half an hour. That that's a generous estimate. I'd say it was closer to an hour. To be honest with you, but yeah, I'm a I big fan so of the much show. Milk. Drew drank all my milk. I had the Kroger half gallon of milk. And Drew, I had to get the gallon out of my the half gallon out of my fridge, and Drew just took it all down. I was out of milk. I couldn't have cereal the next morning. I had to eat oatmeal with water. Soaked my tongue in milk. But did it even help? Probably not. I mean, it. It like I don't. I don't know. <laughs> well, okay. So, Go ahead, Jack. Part, I was. I'm gonna ask. So obviously, like the whole premise of the show is being, you know, someone being interviewed while v- struggling um dealing with like the hot sauce and, and what it's doing to their body was that was that like what you expected drew in terms of like was it harder than you expected to think and like formulate answers or was it about what you thought it'd be it wasn't hard to think about it it was just hard to use my mouth to say them. i can't stress enough like how like it wasn't like it burned or like it was hot. My mouth was injured. It hurt badly. So like I could not speak because I couldn't use my mouth correctly. Like I could think and I wanted to say it and it was frustrating, but I couldn't get my tongue to do the things I wanted it to do. Uh, I, I relate to that, Jack. He's right because I had the question, like my my part was scripted. Like I had the questions pre-written, of course. And even then, I was struggling to get the words out to ask you the question because, like he said, you you know what you want to say, but your mouth just is not cooperating because of how much, like how much stress it's under. Not, I wasn't like in physical pain or anything. Of course, I was, but not like it was like really, really bad. But just because of how foreign that environment and feeling is for your mouth, yeah, it's really hard to formulate your words correctly. And I mumble as it is, so it was so bad. I thought there was something wrong. Like there was a second where I was like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not okay. <laughs> okay. How, so- how, how long after the fact did you, did you think you were okay? <laughs> um, I would say after about 15 minutes, I knew I was going to be okay. It still hurt. But like, I would say like five between the five and 15 minute mark, like that 10 minutes I was going through it and I'm a hypochondriac. So like, I was in full panic mode. I I knew I'd be okay. I mean, I've seen the show enough. Nobody's died. You know, no one's went to the hospital as far as I know. But what really caught me off guard was I knew, yes, it would be hot, like in my throat. My throat was burning. After that last, the last dab thing, it's hard to describe how hot it was. It's like to the point where it's so hot, like you don't know if you can even feel like it's actual heat, if that makes sense, Jack. I feel like to a certain point, your mouth just kind of goes numb to that. Like I know mm-hmm. it's m- like millions of Scoville or whatever, but it just felt hot, like incredibly hot. But what separated that from other spicy foods I've eaten, like jalapenos or other hot sauces, was the like I said, the lips. So 
just from like after even like washing my hands or touching if you touched anything on your face instantly it felt like you were touching something like temperature wise hot like it just started to burn and as you saw my lips all the way from like my nose down and the same distance around my bottom lip just got beat bright red and was burning and burning and burning no matter what I did for a solid 40 to 60 minutes I'd say it wasn't until that night when I was in bed and I was like, oh, I think it's kind of gone now. And that was hours later. Like it was so strong and I didn't, I was, didn't think I was licking my lips. I didn't think I got any sauce on my lips or anything, but man, it just, it really affects, <laughs> it affects your body. It's weird. I didn't sweat as much as I thought I would. That's gross to say, but I didn't really get too, too sweaty. So that was good at least, but stay dry. Yeah. And also, um, the aftermath, you know, that night I felt okay. Stomach wise. I don't know. Is that the same for you, Drew? Yeah, I was fine. I think I think we just didn't eat too much of it. You know, we only had three total wings. For the record, we did put a good amount of sauce on there. Kyle was really pushing us. He's good like, you guys, he's like, you guys got to have good reactions. You got to have the wings with a lot of sauce. It was hard because I just baked these wings like right beforehand, so I didn't really make proper chicken wing. But it was hard to get the sauce to stick to the wing. But I had a Ziploc bag, three of them, one for each sauce, and I filled that bag with the sauce and then just like smothered the wing for a good few minutes so it really marinated in there and then we added the extra sauce we added extra on every single one too another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, we always added extra. We weren't, we weren't a baby. Oh, wait. So you're saying that the wings had already been marinated and then you were in the video when you guys are putting the sauce on it. That's already, that's extra sauce. That's extra. It was already Correct. marinated in the oh sauce. My. It just wasn't sticking that good because once again, I didn't do the proper steps. I didn't, I didn't follow the proper instructions. Another problem too, Jack, was even though they were out of the oven no more than 10 minutes before that probably, the wings did get cold very fast. So it was like a cold chicken wing with super hot sauce. It was not a not an enjoyable <laughs> experience at all. And I'll disagree with Drew. I didn't really like the first hot sauce. I don't like for hot sauces in general. There's like one that I like called Tapatio. But um, the first hot sauce, I didn't really like that much. The second one was better tasting, but very spicy and then the third one was like just disgusting and spicy and i don't know why anyone would ever voluntarily eat that but we got through it i can say i did it now i have a different appreciation for it when i watch those youtube videos so i was glad to have drew on my side for that and um that'll be a memory that him and i share i guess forever now uh any other comments you want to say about that drew about that interview and whatnot doesn't make sense that they uh that they uh make the the last bottle that big like they should make that like a uh like a shooter like it shouldn't like no one needs that much sauce that's what i said kyle well that's what kyle when we ordered those kyle's like oh now we're gonna have these hot sauces i'm like i'm not gonna eat these dude <laughs> we're gonna use them <laughs> yeah exactly and those were not cheap either those are like the official hot one sauces they were not cheap at all but like, a cool video nonetheless it was fun and you gotta admit drew the set looked pretty cool didn't it when you showed up yeah it looked good i thought the video turned out good yeah, I agreed. Yeah, I was going to ask about that. Um, how how was it? Like, where did you guys film all this stuff? Like, how did you do all the different sets? Because each one uh, was like a little bit different. So how, how did that whole process go? 
So a lot of them used similar elements. Like, they, they share elements, if that makes sense. They was all done at the lab here at the house in the living room. house is always a mess, as you can probably imagine. But the first one we shot was the segment with Warda, I believe. We did that on a Friday night. And for that one, it was the same, our same little square kitchen table that we used for the Hot One segment. That time we did not use a tablecloth. Um, it was one of our kitchen chairs. And I think Warda, like, sat on a little couch cushion to, like, give him a little boost so he looked better and it looked better. And then we had to purchase a, like, light blue backdrop to kind of match GQ's set a little bit more. As well as, and we hung that backdrop from the same frame that we have, like, the MLW Step and Repeat logo that we use for the background on the award show, if that makes sense. Okay. Then the next day, we shot the NORP segment. And for that one, we had, I think, a white backdrop on the same framework. And we used stools from the Schultz, Kyle Schultz's parents. And then Kyle um, created that Google board where he peeled off the pieces of paper. That was like a giant print that he made at Staples. And then him he by himself, like he taped this print to some cardboard and then added those paper strips to that thing. So that's how we did that one. And then... I think it might have been the very next day. I think it was Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So Friday was Vorta, Saturday was Kyle and Jimmy, and then Sunday was the hot one shoot. That one was a little bit more like bootlegged, but we used the same frame again with a black backdrop, and then we had like two more black backdrops taped up next to them to kind of make it like it was three-sided. That makes sense. And they weren't all perfectly matching, but pretty darn close. Same table again with a dollar store tablecloth on top of it. And then we bought the sauces. I had the Kroger milk. I got a pitcher of water from my parents' house. Um, I got those little wing, like, serving trays from Target. Got the chicken wings from Target, frozen, baked them myself, sauced them up. So, I mean, <laughs> we just we just made it happen. With We did the best we could to make the sets look as professional as possible without spending an arm and a leg on stuff we probably wouldn't use again. But overall, I think it turned out pretty cool. I mean, it, it was definitely, like, our most – that was the most different – sets we've done in one video i think for sure ever yeah i i mean that's kind of what i was thinking is like they didn't necessarily seem super extravagant but you didn't have to do that that wasn't necessary to make them look professional you know like the hot ones one like actually looked like the hot ones well, set. It, it was, and it was supposed like, to be kind of like a spoof a little bit so i didn't want right. to look like too like we oh yeah they spent thousands of dollars on this video you of know course. it was a low budget video so but yeah, I thought we did a good job. I did my best to uh, honor the Sean Evans, you know, the host of Hot Ones, because he he's kind of known in the in his industry as being one of the best interviewers and asking very intricate questions. So I tried to articulate my words like he does and do similar mannerisms and try to dig deep into Drew. I thought I asked some decent questions. There were some questions that didn't even make the final cut, but uh, yeah, shout out to Sean Evans, great guy, and I tried to do my best to uh, serve him right. But it was a cool shoot. What did you think of it, Sawyer? You've been sitting here listening to us. Um, I thought it was good. I kind of skimmed through the video mostly. Uh, a boo. I was, boo. <laughs> I've been busy this week, man. Uh, You've been you know, busy. Tell me about it. I have been busy. You know, I've been I've been working a lot, man, trying to save up for college, dude. Just a sandwich artist. No, oh, yeah, I feel you. I feel you. How bad? One to ten, Sawyer. How bad is the is the senioritis? I would say it's at a nine. I haven't get to that many days this year and i'm planning on using as many as i can in the next six weeks using so, what you have a sign skip yeah, it's, not like you, it's not like you have vacation days we have a certain amount of days you can miss 
in a school year before like it starts counting against you like like in grades and stuff like that and before you like get detentions and stuff so i have like six more days or something like that until i go over like that limit of like i think it's like 12 days or something i hope the principal i, I hope the principal school. hears this so you're, you're gonna be caught red-handed they're gonna say he's not sick he's just skipping school <laughs> i loved going I to school a, well i've had a lot of uh well i'm 18 so i had at the beginning of the year my parents have, they have a form that they can fill out saying that I can call myself out at school whenever I want, basically. Yeah, that's too much power for you, I think. <laughs> it's not too much. I've only used it, I think, twice. twice. We, uh, Tom, we'll, we'll handle this internally at the Cobras organization. Okay. okay. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, deal with that how it needs to be dealt with, Drew. Two of the classes I took my senior year, it was my second time taking them. Well, that I think that just applies to you, Drew. I don't know if that applies to everybody else. I did probably take a culinary class, which was fun. I think I've taken... I have back-to-back gym classes this year. That's <laughs> that's how easy senior year is for me. Somewhere like, Jordan Robles is here in this smiling. <laughs> I came into this year, and I knew that I only had to get, I think, three credits total. I could have graduated early if I wanted to, but I just didn't want to dual enroll in English and to have two English classes a day. Have you got the gym teacher to let you play wiffle ball yet in gym class at least? It's not even wiffle ball. It's like indoor softball. It is so bad. Yeah, because like tough. everyone, everyone in my school like knows I play wiffle ball and stuff like that. Like they all, they all know. I know your ex girlfriend knows you play wiffle ball. <laughs> we're we're not gonna talk about that one. We're not gonna talk about that one. <laughs> oh gosh. Um. All right. Sawyer's enjoying life. Senior year. I wish I was still. 18 years old. I feel so old. I I turn 24 next month, guys. And Jack's already 24. We're old. Um, but let's, let's actually talk some wiffle ball now, Sawyer, cause like I said, it's been a while for you, um, to kind of transition here. So rookie seasons in the books, you're going on sophomore year now in terms of MLW classes. And, uh, what do you, what, what's your thoughts like right now moving into, into year two, has the mindset changed at all? Just what's your perspective now on the league and yourself as a player moving into year two? I mean, coming into my first year, I think I showed up to every series except for like I think every series, yeah. I showed up, like, nervous, like, more of, like, I got to get a hit. I got to, like, prove myself, get myself a better spot in the lineup. But, you know, after having a pretty solid year last year, I think it's just uh, coming back and building off of, you know, what I did last year with hitting, just improving in that aspect mainly, and then just trying to keep my ERA down when I'm when I'm on the mound this year. What would you describe a season in 2023 as being successful? for Sawyer being? Um, probably, I mean, I didn't hit in as many games as I think I probably could have. Like, obviously, I've said this before, how, you know, Drew kind of eased me into into the season, and I feel like that did help a little bit more. It made me a little more hungry in that aspect. So I, w- I would honestly just say not striking out as much as I did last year. And I don't think I did too bad on strikeouts, but I think strikeouts looking, I could improve on that. Like swinging at more pitches in the zone, and instead of just laying off of ones going right down the middle and chasing outside as much. I also got to ask you too. What's the uh, what's the status of you and the other guys, specifically the guys in the Preds? What's the status of the beef? I know it was a bit hostile out there the first time you guys played. A little bit more cordial when it came to the postseason. Shockingly, Kyle and I were ready to <laughs> to be holding you guys back in the ALCS, <laughs> but it wasn't too bad. So are you kind of bringing that same energy this year and bringing that and looking for that beef and to spark those uh, those conflicts? Or I'm not looking. 
for conflict. I'm gonna just keep playing my game, and if people are having issues with it, then then there's there'll be issues. But you know, I'm just I'm just gonna play how I normally play. You know, very you know passionate out there, trying to just play as well as I can. And if something happens, something happens. But you know, I don't have any beef with the Preds. You know, when especially the the funniest part about that whole when we came to play him in the playoffs, I was expecting the same thing as you guys. Like I was expecting like trash talk, all that. But coming in, I think there was something said in the first inning. I don't even know who said it, but there was like some form of trash talk said. And then right there, Alec Warda and Ryan Crouch both said, Hey, we're not, we're not doing that today. And the entire, like it was the most quiet series I've ever been a part of. Like aside from us getting hype over something our teams did, like that was, that was it. Well, you were definitely known for in, in 2022 for, you know, always bringing, like you said, that passion and that energy uh, for 2023. Are we are we looking to turn that up a notch, maybe down a notch or are we just same energy as last year? You know, it just it really just depends on on the day. You know, I could be out there, you know, screaming and depends on the situation. Like definitely as the year progressed, I got a lot more comfortable out there on the mound, but also like the situations I ended up pitching in, like when I was pitching in game three and at little Fenway, that was a very stressful uh, few innings for me, especially when, like when we came back, like when I walked to tie that game, I think that was the most hype I've ever gotten over a walk in my life. Like I was screaming on that one the entire way down. And like after every pitch, because I was throwing three pitches the entire time and I was barely hitting the zone just because there was so much clay and mud in the ball. I was just happy to hit the zone at that point. Like every time I got out of the inning, I was like, it was just a relief. So, you know, kind of just screaming and getting hype, kind of let that out a little bit more. And then SoFi, SoFi was crazy. SoFi was crazy. Your your little screams were echoing throughout the entire stadium, I think. People yeah. up on the concourse <laughs> yeah, taking tours of the stadium could hear you getting hype. Huh? What is going on down there? <laughs> yeah, it was it was a cool experience for sure to pitch itself. I wish, I really wish we could have won that game and went on to win the world series, but overall it was a great experience. Yeah. I was a little bit jealous of you for sure. There's some sweet pictures of you. There's one of you like yelling at SoFi with the sign in the back. That's really cool. But um, yeah, that was, I don't know if that made the, like the Instagram post, but like I have all of those pictures saved in my phone. Yeah, for sure. Shout out to Brendan Baker. He'll be, he'll be at the Meadows from time to time this year as well. Taking some more great pictures for us, but it was kind of funny at least for me, because I knew you had a potential. I'd seen like your pitching highlights and stuff like that on Instagram and through different videos, but I didn't know you had that kind of flair to your game. I'd never watched any of the YouTube videos from your league or anything, and it just seemed like there couldn't have been a better fit for you than the Cobras. People, Cobras, Drew's known for being pretty animated and wearing his heart on his sleeve, and I feel like you were just the perfect young counterpart to that, and I think the Cobra fan base welcome you with open arms because of that. That's why they love the Cobes. They love the emotion. They love the energy. They love rubbing people the wrong way. And I feel like it was, there couldn't have been a better fit for you in MLW. At least I think so. How, how have the Cobra fans been to you? Have they been nice to you in the DMs? Are they loving the flair? What's their thoughts on it? The Cobras fans in the DMs are great. It's just every other fan in the comment section is just not that amazing. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I get DMs, you know, I get at least, you know, three DMs a week saying like, Sawyer, you're my favorite player. You know, I love your drop. Like I probably had, I have a file in my phone because so many kids ask like how to throw my drop. And instead of texting like the same, like a, the same paragraph, I just copy and paste it in. 
and just tell him, go watch this video and just use the overhand, just snap it overhand, like, to throw my drop, like, efficient like so many kids be at are asking like how to throw my drop so that's that's something really cool mm-hmm. that's nice that's nice of you to share your secrets sawyer i think if i could throw that i probably wouldn't tell anybody <laughs> i mean the thing is it's tough to throw like it took me a couple of years to learn that pitch so yeah you know i'm happy to share it with anyone that was definitely shocking it's like you know i'm not one to i wasn't like upset or anything of course i was honestly excited i was like oh this kid's actually pretty good but that first series we played you last year, Sawyer, and you get on the mound after the game. We got the lead in that game, and you struck out Robles, and I was like, God, like, is he actually really good? And then I get into the box, and I see the drop, and I was like, oh, yeah, this is going to be tough. <laughs> I managed to like foul one off in that first at-bat, but it moves a lot, and it's that was kind of a full-circle moment for me because now I know what hitters used to feel like when they stepped in against me when I had the drop ball, and it's not fun. It's just not an easy pitch to square up. Even if you see it and you know it's coming, it's just like – not what you want to, you know, you, you take BP before a game, right? And you see the ball kind of floating in or coming in on a fast straight plane. And then you see that and it's like, you know, I don't want to have to try to hit this pitch, especially when at that point in the season in May, you were just throwing it over and over and over again. <laughs> it's like, come yeah. on, how am I supposed to hit off this guy? The only reason I was throwing it as much as I was early on in the year was because it was the only pitch that I could throw that was accurate and below the speed limit. Every other pitch I was throwing like, everywhere and it was always 75 76 so mm-hmm. that was the only pitch i could really throw for the first like series i played in i was gonna say sawyer is there one team in particular you're you're excited to play this year i would say i'm excited to face uh both you guys the magic and the eagles like i feel like i want to play the eagles really bad yeah because you never played them so the teams you haven't played yet yeah. sawyer is the eagles and the gators is that correct uh, i think so yeah Okay, so those will be your two matchups this year for the interleague play. And then, why the Magic? I just am looking forward to, to playing more against them because I really only played, I think, one game. So I'm really hoping I can get a little more PT against them just to just because I really just wasn't seeing Trevor well, and I kind of want to see if I can see him better next time. You definitely improved a lot since then. And correct me if I'm wrong, Jack, but that series got a little hostile too. It didn't quite get the airtime that the the Preds Cobra series did, but there was definitely some words exchanged at the Meadows that day as well. You know, there always is. There always is. The the Magic (laughs) Cobras rivalry. Yeah. The Preds Preds and the Cobras, there was a lot of John and that got a lot of camera time, but it's more of the stuff behind the scenes that happens in the Magic Cobras Mm -hmm. series that, that really fuels the fire. So... That's always one um, I know that I at least have, you know, circled in red on my schedule every year is playing the Cobras. So, yeah, that was uh, excited. I, I, yeah, it's coming back to me now. That was intense. That was also the game that I thought was never going to end. Game two when Andy hit that walk off home run. Neither team had any offense going at that point in the season. Yep. It's crazy how much the Cobras turned it around. You, I mean, Sawyer, you're probably the catalyst of that because Drew's pretty consistent and Barron was pitching well, but. You and Sean really started to contribute a lot offensively in addition to Drew's offense and Barron's pitching. That helped a lot. It's the role players, man, especially now with going to four players per, per roster. Role players are a huge point and uh, a huge way that teams are going to start getting deeper into postseasons and stuff like that. So I think Sawyer did a good job of that last year. And I'm, I, you, could, you could definitely do some damage this year. The Cobras have a pretty nasty one-two punch. You and Barron on the mound. Your guys' batting lineup now is... Drew and yourself, you got Andy coming in and out, Sean, who's a veteran, you got a draft pick. Um, so, yeah, I guess good question for Drew. In the draft class, I know you already have your guy. Everyone's going to see it Friday, but uh, what, what can the fans expect from this Cobras draft pick? 
And uh, what sort of role is this player going to contribute? Good question, Tom. <laughs> uh, Still figuring that one out? <laughs> yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out just because we have like another player now who like, I think can contribute in a big way. So now we just have a ton of ton of talent. So trying to like disperse playing time and and figuring out what's best, like how work best is going to be interesting, especially with Andy. You just never know when he's going to be able to come or not. Mm-hmm. Um, figuring out pitching matchups will definitely be something probably look into with like Sean, um, depending on like, like Sean really struggled against uh, Jimmy in the World Series. Yeah, so that might be something to like, keep in mind, like maybe sitting him out uh, against similar types of pitching. But like our draft pick, um, I think just a all around two way guy. I don't know how much time I'll see like in the field, um, but like hitting and pitching, he'll see time. Um, I think I'm like done pitching, so like, <laughs> like, like I at all. So I, I like I don't think I'm gonna pitch a single pitch. Um, so like he'll be the third pitcher probably. So I go in and and maybe get some work in earlier against like the Gators because we we smash the Gators every year. Wow! Um, Look at those words, so maybe, fighting words. Maybe, I don't Gators. think I don't know if we lost. I don't I don't know if we lost against them. Was the opening day video in twenty twenty one a sweep? I think so. Or maybe we lost one. I think you might have lost one. I don't remember. But oh. the first my their first series ever against us, like the year they won the uh, the year before they won the World Series, they didn't get a single hit. In all three games, like in the series, they didn't get a hit. Mm-hmm. And Brendan Schultz pitched. <laughs> hey, Brendan's a solid whiffler. I saw Brendan today, actually. That's a that's a veteran. Absolutely, that's a veteran, veteran there, Drew. Defines a veteran. Brendan Schultz. Brendan Schultz. I let up my first career home run to Brendan Schultz. That's something to be ashamed. Better of. to let it up yeah. against. Yeah. I didn't mean to bad talk the Gators. I'm just feeling a little fiery right now. Just feeling a little fiery. That's all that's right. Okay, Drew. That's why we love you. That's why we love you. I'm not shocked but i i am kind of impressed to hear you say like oh i think i'm i'm think i'm done pitching because i think you know again like we we've talked before i think you've grown a lot as a manager and and like giving up that responsibility is is something big um i've also thought a lot about it and i think i'm probably gonna give up pitching as well this year i don't think i'm gonna pitch anymore wow um so yeah Jeez, man the magic really blowing up the <laughs> franchise huh Big changes coming really to the Metro. Jeez, yeah. well, that's a mature move, Jack, stepping down from the mound. I think it's it's time for other guys to step up, right? Thanks. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. That's my thought process. I agree. I agree. Hey, you guys chat. I'll be back. Fellas, while you were chatting, I went to the garage and picked up a few things. Oh, my. Oh, my. Take a look here at these uh, bad boys. Oh, <laughs> Let's go, dude. Oh, you did it. You absolutely did it. We did it? You definitely did it, dude. Tommy is uh is showing us the lids right now, and they are so fly. They were so clean, dude. Is this a crime me throwing on the Cobra's hat? No, you look really good in it. I feel like I do look good in it. This Okay, I got to say I love the Cobra's hat and the D-back's hat. The, the snakes have elite hats. I mean, I just, it's just a good hat. Is it not? Does it not look money? Dude, it looks so, <laughs> it looks money. so good. Doesn't it? That so good, That's dude. what I was telling you guys. I'm so excited about them. But yeah, a little sneak peek. Maybe I'll just show these two today. 
I'll hold them up close to my phone so we can put them on Instagram. But we should yeah. get batting helmets next year. Batting helmets? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, I don't know. I mean, that'd be and, cool. like face cards. You want the face shield for the wiffle ball that hits you in the cheek and stings real bad? Yeah, it does hurt. It definitely hurts. Any wiffle ball. And the rib, rib cage hurts. The butt cheek hurts. The thigh hurts. The calf. The calf is an underrated stinger for sure. But I got to say the no, rib the cage is probably the worst. in the mouth, man. We were at, me and uh, Lynn, your guy, just were doing BP at UWIFs, and he chucked one. It drilled me right in the mouth, man. Well, I got something worse than that. I, I was at a practice last year with Caden and Davenport, and Davenport hit me right in the goodies, and that did not feel good. I'll tell you what. <laughs> Oh no! Not the beanbag. That was an all-time stinger. Not even kidding. I had to like step aside for a second and catch my breath. I have, have to. to. Have to. But all right, fellas, Drew. Once again, can I extend an invitation for any final words from you? Because I know you're one who takes a while to drop the mic. Um. No, I don't. I don't think so. I'm. I'm kind of done. How about you, Sawyer? Uh, nice seeing you guys. Uh. Is this gonna this is gonna be out before Peoria, right? This will be out tomorrow, yeah. So I'll see some of you guys listening. I'll see you guys in Peoria this weekend, and uh, go Cobras! Go Cobras! I got the hat on. I'm a proud fan. Um, yeah, Peoria this weekend. As Sawyer said, we didn't even talk about that, but gonna be a fun tournament. I think we got 31 teams. Jack will be there. Sawyer will be there, Woo! and uh, it'll be a good time. But yeah, until next time, Drew Davis almost traded up in the 2020 draft and drafted Nick Saylor, and we'll see you guys next week. <laughs> Pop it up, 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 pop it up.